Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining me for episode number 125 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Today is a very special episode because we have Kate all the way from Armenia, who's Kate? Kate is from Benu Pens. She's one of the owners, and she's here to give us an enlightening interview where we discuss how Benu Pens started, what Benu actually means, how they dream up dazzling pen designs, and the status of the pen company locating from Russia to Armenia. Now, due to the fact that there are members of the Benu family, meaning the people who own Benu, that are still unable to relocate and members of the team that's unable to relocate, we can't get into too much criticism or talk in regard to the political situation with regard to Russia and the invasion in Ukraine because we don't want to put anybody in any actual danger or scrutiny or anything like that. But we will talk about the progress of their move and we'll talk about the history of Banu and how they got started and all that interesting stuff. Kate's a fascinating person, and their story of the brand is actually really interesting. So I'm glad you guys are here for us. And if you're going to buy Banu pens, where else better to buy it than my affiliate link that is in the description below. So make sure you check out that link and make your Banu purchases, and every purchase of a Banu pen sincerely helps the Banu brand in regard to recovering from huge investments that they made in terms in order to move and relocate and all that stuff. So make sure you check out the Gold Spot affiliate link in the description below and don't forget to use coupon code ROY to get an additional savings off throughout the entire Gold Spot pen store. There are some exclusions that apply, obviously. But in this episode, we actually talk about the two newest additions to the Benu Talisman collection, the Dream Bean and the Four Leaf Clover. They're due to arrive sometime in July at your favorite Benu retailer, and hopefully that favorite Benu retailer is Goldspot, and hopefully you access Goldspot through the affiliate link in the description. I might have mentioned it a thousand times. Anyway, also don't forget about my good friend Neil. He is the owner of BRLCoffeeCo.com. Beans Rhymes Life Coffee Company, and they are a great company for getting your beans or ground coffee sent to you. You can do it in subscriptions or you can do sequel purchases. And also, just like the Goldspot website, don't forget to use coupon code ROY at checkout for an additional savings on all products on the BRLCoffeeCo.com website. No exclusions applying because Neil is awesome like that. So that's all I have for sponsorships, obviously. And Banu is being distributed by Luxury Brands of America, so let's not forget to give them credit. So before we get started with this week's episode of the podcast, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I. Well, really just from me. Definitely not from Kate, because she's a sweetheart. But be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Petboy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage 7. And Okay, so today is June 6, 2022, and today is Monday. But it's not just any Monday, ladies and gentlemen, of the and fans of the Pentertainment Podcast. Today is a very special Monday because we have on a very special guest, and due to modern technology, we are able to have a guest come to us live all the way from across the pond from Armenia. Today we have our very good friend, Kate, whose last name both Thomas William Otto and I will fail at trying to pronounce. 
it's Kate Vitrieva. Thank you very much for introduction, Roy. Oh, uh, no problem. Very, very, yeah, nice to meet uh, both of you uh, online on podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. And thank you for uh, thank sharing you the time with us. <laughs> You're most welcome. Yeah, it's we are pleasure. so excited. I I was so excited about this that I actually had trouble sleeping last night. I kept waking up thinking, is it is it ten o'clock? Wow. Is it eleven o'clock? Yeah. So we had to schedule for everybody listening. We had to schedule this interview because there's a huge time gap. So right now we are recording. It's eleven hundred hours in the morning in the U.S. where we are, but it's it's nineteen hundred and in Armenia. So that that's 7 p.m. So she's eight hours ahead of us. So I kept waking up every yeah. hour thinking, oh my gosh, did I oversleep? You know? So <laughs> yeah, that's how I was. Tom was really excited as well. And <laughs> yeah, but I, I just end up just generally passing out every night and I, 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 I sleep very well. <laughs> so I, I sleep like a, like a dead person, basically. <laughs> Yeah. So, Kate, it's really good to hear from you, and I really appreciate, and Tom, the, the odd oink, we call him the odd oink, that's his nickname, but we, we really do appreciate you being on the show, because this year must have been very difficult and very challenging for you and your partner because of the move and everything like that. Now, without getting into too much stuff that's that could be political... Can you talk about the challenges that you're facing with regard to your move and, and give everybody who loves Banu, which is pretty much everybody, give us an update mm -hmm. on what's going on with the brand? Of course, of course. Um, um, you're absolutely right. It was a very challenging uh, year, and especially the few last uh, months uh, for um, both Alex and me and for entire Benu and at some point we thought actually closing the company because uh, not only well, devastating uh, things and that affected us as well when we were in Russia but uh, because we, we, we actually thought that um, it will affect perception of brand since brand is Russian and we are afraid that Maybe nobody ever <laughs> won't be no pants anymore. Mm. So yeah, mm. it was um, challenging, emotional, stressful. Um, but uh, I believe we come through, and um, uh, we 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 started our move um, two two months ago, two months three three months ago. Mm -hmm. um, we came to Armenia and we knew nobody here, literally nobody here, um, mm -hmm. and uh, well, we come to the local government, explain our situation, and they were very helpful, um, the, very excited by the idea that uh, Binu now will be Armenian brand, mm -hmm. and uh, helped us a lot to settle in a new place in a very short period of time, which is challenging by itself because it's different. Uh, financial structure, banking, logistic, everything. Mm -hmm. And as I said, we, we don't, we didn't know anyone here to help. Sure. Uh, so we started. Yeah, we, we came uh, just Alex and me. Um, 
and investigated how we can move forward uh, in opening our office, moving our uh, production facility, uh, bringing uh, our team here, uh, finding contractors, and so on and so on. We're still, mm -hmm. we're in Armenia now. Uh, some of our staff, uh, some of our members of team are here. The rest waiting in uh, Russia because uh, and I will uh, tell you about this a little bit more later because we have some difficulties bringing our production facility from uh, Russia to Armenia at the, at the mm -hmm. moment. So uh, half of our team is uh, less than half here. Uh, we just rented out a beautiful office in the center of Yerevan. And uh, uh, we now are struggling to bring our production facility from Russia to here to Armenia, um, mostly because our government, Russian government, I meant, um, prohibited, issued the uh, some kind of decree uh, prohibiting uh, moving out uh, the any any facilities, any technical devices, uh, even. Uh, home appliances out, outside country, mm -hmm. so some of our um, facilities are stuck in uh, custom right now and there is a huge chance that we won't be able to um, bring it through, so we would need to come back, sell some of the uh, equipment and mm. uh, try to find, try to buy new ones. Sadly, not here from Armenia, but somewhere abroad, because uh, we try to search this equipment. They are not available in Armenia. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we are still in some kind of transition. Uh, we Yes, we opened an office here. Uh, we bring some of the facilities, small ones, but uh, enough to arrange small-scale production. And uh, we also fi found uh, several local uh, contractors um, who uh, managed to close this gap in our production cycle uh, so we could start accepting uh, orders from dealers, from retailers, and mm. also uh, open our online store. I see. Uh, which we will do very soon. Oh, that's so good to hear. Is, Yes. Yeah. So just to recap, right? So I, I think a lot of listeners, when they think of Banu pens, they think of these awesome looking pens with like psychedelic <laughs> patterns in it. <laughs> Crazy patterns. They're yeah. fantastic. Now, you said you mentioned a gentleman. You mentioned Alex. Now, I know who Alex is and Tom knows who Alex is. Can you just really quick for people who don't know, who is Alex? Uh, Alex Simanin uh, is my business partner and co-owner of the company. He is chief designer of uh, Binu and all mm -hmm. designs that uh, we create and uh, we, that we produce, all products that we produce, um, developed mm -hmm. by Alex and so the, its production is supervised by Alex. Oh, I my, see. Yeah, business partner. <laughs> mm, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, with me in Armenia, yeah. Yeah, now just dialing back. So, oh, I'm sorry. And then, and what is, so he's the chief designer and he's the guy in charge of all these crazy designs. And what's your role, yeah. Kate? Um, marketing, sales, uh, customer service, all administrative stuff. Oh, okay. So Alex is, uh, yeah, Alex uh, is um, 
responsible for creating a product. I am responsible for uh, delivering the product to our customers and making them happy. Oh, I see. So you have the you basically have the stressful job, and he has the fun job. That's pretty much <laughs> right. So. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. There are a lot of stress in production, especially right now right. as well. Now, you also mentioned earlier that at the beginning of everything going on, you actually, you and Alex actually were considering to just close down the business, Banu Pens. And the reason why yeah. was because you were you were anticipating that people would turn their back on Banu Pens because of the situation. Was there anything that happened that made you believe this? Why did you go to that? Why did you say to yourself, oh, let's close down Banu Pens? Was it something that people in the fountain pen community did, said? Did you get hate mail? What happened there? Uh, unfortunately, yes, we did. We, we, we received not many, but some, and also some negative comments on social media. And uh, I totally understand why people are angry. Well, well situation like this, uh, frustrating uh, situation happens, you need to blame, blame someone. And, um, well, we were, we were just, I don't know how to say, come in crossfire with all of those negative of, uh, emotion and frustration. Mm. But uh, at the moment like that, of course, it was not easy to receive um, such messages and even a few phone calls and uh, we thought it's, uh, it was a general perception, you know, when it's in a very mm -hmm. short period of time and something uh, difficult and uh, um, stressful happened and uh, you receive even a small amount of such discouraging uh, messages. It's, mm -hmm. It's difficult, it's difficult. It turned uh, out very quickly and after that, uh, after just a few weeks, we started receiving um, a really huge amount of supportive emails and comments and calls and um, it, it was very uplifting. It was, um, we could breathe again. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, when we it just started, it was well, not, not easy. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. But just to give you a heads up, I don't know if you've listened to Tom and I on a recent uh, recent episode that we did. I think maybe a couple months ago, we actually talked about Banu and we talked about some of the challenges that maybe everybody didn't know about, and we also talked about one of my fellow social media influencers his name is penultimate dave he's in london and he uh -huh. was also he was also torched with online responses from viewers of his channel for reviewing uh -huh. a banu pen a pen during the time that all this started and it was uncalled for obviously and people were just freaking out but what I think that is really good about the fountain pen community is you can actually say to them, like, whoa, everybody, calm the fuck down, slow down, mm -hmm. stop freaking out. And that's the message that has been going out. And I think that people have turned around. And I'm pretty sure even many of the people who acted 
hastily. I think they're seeing what's really happening because in the last couple of months, myself, other reviewers, and of course, Bryce over at Luxury Brands, we have all been doing our best to communicate what is going on with you, your situation, and your su support in making sure that we're not in any way contributing to negativity that's going on. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the biggest reasons why having you on today was so important because Banu pens have been around for a while. And people love Banu pens. They're crazy pens. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what kind of drugs are legal in Russia and Armenia, <laughs> but whatever it is you guys are smoking, you're making some fantastic pens. And I want people <laughs> to you. understand that Banu pens is a group of lovers of fountain pens like yourself and Alex and your team. And I want them to get to know who you are. So m moving on from all the negativity, because as of right now, to me, as far as I'm concerned and everybody else in the fountain pen community that I represent, we are happy that you guys are safe. We're happy that everything is moving in the right direction. And we're happy that you guys decided what you decided to do to move to Armenia. And we're hoping that you guys move your entire team and everything happens smoothly. But as of right now, I think people need to understand where you guys are at in terms of production. So as of right now, I, I, from what I understand, most of the pens that are available to people, they are not newly produced in Armenia yet. Is that correct? Uh, not exactly. Um, um, it's... Um... Uh, we, we have um, a stock, it's true, in Moscow when it, it's all started, uh, and the stock was um, moved here in Armenia. So uh, half of our product, uh, or maybe one third of our product, was from our old stock that was indeed produced uh, in Russia. Mm -hmm. um, the rest, uh, one uh, third, uh, we uh, brought... Uh, fabricated details, uh, half-made pen, basically, mm -hmm. from uh, Russia here to complete it here. Mm -hmm. And um, one third are made from scratch mm -hmm. here. So it's uh, some kind of mix. And I believe this mix will uh, remain at least for a few months because we, we still have pens from our Moscow stock. We need to sell them out. And uh, mm -hmm. we also have some uh, parts of the pen. Uh, well, a pen could be made, um, part of it made here, part of it made in Russia. Mm -hmm. um, and the uh, time when we will be able completely start production only in Armenia, I believe heavily depend on uh, how fast we will be able to finalize our move here. Right. Um, so a lot of your manufacturing equipment is stuck where it is. You tried to move it over to Armenia and failed because of whatever is happening and restrictions that the government has on the moving of and exporting of stuff. How much is going to change when it comes to the manufacturing of pens? If you have to buy new stuff, for example, what I'm asking is, is there going to be or is there currently any difficulty in terms of manufacturing parts 
or pens to be exactly the same if you're just having to buy all these new tools and all these new manufacturing equipment from scratch? Uh, we are uh, absolutely positive and we will do everything possible that uh, the design and our current product line mm -hmm. won't change a bit. Mm. Well, in, maybe with exception of introduction and new collection and new pens that we are planning this year. But our mm -hmm. uh, former product line will remain exactly the same. All uh, the equipment, we, we not failed yet to bring it. It's still in the custom, so uh, fingers crossed, maybe we will succeed to bring, to bring our old equipment. But even if uh, not, uh, we will replace it with uh, uh, maybe not 100% the same, but very similar. So the very similar equipment, so the uh, uh, the models, uh, the product line, the quality won't change. Mm -hmm. That's uh, excellent. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so a it's, couple it's of important, yeah, trust. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, that's all right. A couple of weeks ago, I received a message from a very good friend of mine on Instagram, and mm -hmm. this person was had some concerns that I believe we addressed. But I want to just talk about it a little bit for clarification purposes. So a good friend yeah. of mine was on Instagram. She's a follower of, of the show. And they had actually gone to an address that was listed by Banu yeah. in Armenia yeah. to actually mm -hmm. just uh, visit you guys and purchase maybe a pen or something like that. But when they went there, it was a warehouse that was not really being used at the time. So yeah. basically, this person reached out to me and asks me for information because one of my strengths is gathering information from everything because I'm nosy and annoying and mm -hmm. find out what the deal is. So I reached out to Bryce and Bryce reached out to you. And this is a, actually eventually how we ended up talking to each other. But are there mm -hmm. several locations that you guys had to register? How many locations do you have in Armenia? Is there a main office? What's going on with that? Oh, it's uh, once again um, transitioning from another country to from one country to another is complicated and not always very swift and uh, has has some uh, drawbacks. So when we came first to Armenia, we first registered a company uh, that was wasn't ideal uh, in uh, terms of our business. Uh, for Benu because we were advised wrongly and uh, we even needed to re-register the company uh, in two months. In terms of offices, uh, we rented um, two to three small <coughs> offices. Two of them uh, was a, a part of space uh, among our new contractors. Mm -hmm. One very small office in the center and we only recently, about months ago, find uh, this uh, space that will be our future office where there will be an office and uh, production facility as well. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, this place was perfect for us. We um, rented it out, but it wasn't free at the moment. Uh, we it was registered as our legal address and was rented out, but it wasn't free for us to move. Mm -hmm. So we needed uh, two, maybe two and a half weeks uh, till we actually get there. 
Mm-hmm. So now what, what is happening uh, that we are in our new place, which is uh, Gregory Parpetsi uh, 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's our new office. We already moved there. Uh, we finishing all renovation over there. Uh, we are already working from from this place, mm-hmm. and um, we also uh, bringing um, small part of the equipments from small uh, to those three other places to this uh, new office to this new um, place of ours. And um, well, I think I think we're. Good to go and open our office. Well, we're actually right now, right, right there already, and uh, our members of team are already there. We just uh, ask um, calls, uh, callers, uh, those who want to visit us, to call us first because some of the rooms are still in a renovation process. We want to make sure that uh, whoever visits us will be comfortable and we will be mm-hmm. there because there are a lot of. Uh, moving, but yeah, uh, we're already in one place, uh, and uh, we will continue working from uh, this new location. Mm, okay, I see. Very cool. I yeah, definitely very cool. Now this is going to be kind of a, a hard question to answer because I know it's, it's a lot of emotions and stuff. But th- mm-hmm. you know, running a business is not is not easy. It's never smooth, especially if you're the owners. And suddenly having to move or even just adapting to a a casual change, like, oh my gosh, you know, the people that we were using to print our information booklets changes. Now we got to invest in another one can be a scary move. This whole moving from one location to another, changing all the production equipment and all this that you're going through is got to be a huge, has got to be a huge financial investment on Benu's part, how much of this is negatively affecting Benu? Uh, I, would, I would like to say that it's not affecting, but it is. Um, of course, our costs increase dramatically. Uh, they would probably stabilize uh, in a year or so, or so when uh, all the processes are set up and um, we find new contractors, but so far um, costs increased dramatically. We might even uh, consider, it's not final decision, but we might consider to increase our price slightly just to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is not only our costs, uh, costs of moving, but also costs for production, because Armenia is a small country and for example, the materials that we could easily find and bring to our office in Moscow are not available here. So we need to, to buy a huge bulk from somewhere else, from abroad, mm-hmm. uh, let's say from Taiwan or um, Europe, and to bring a huge bulk here uh, in advance, thus investing in advance uh, a large amount, uh, amount of money. I see. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it's, uh, it's increased and it might increase even more I see. Uh, in the future. So basically now it was the situation prior to all of this was that you guys had finances set, you had resources that you were purchasing, monies that you were spent. Now, since you've taken such a financial hit because of all the money you had to spend 
and responding to everything, you now have to find ways of saving money by either using different suppliers, different resources and stuff like that, and as well as maybe a possible price increase, not by much in the foreseeable future, which is which is reasonable. And I think that's understandable. And I think people will be open to that because I think it's very important that that we keep Bennu alive. I want to make sure that mm-hmm. Bennu doesn't go anywhere because they're very unique pens, especially in an industry mm-hmm. where pens are just constantly, it's growing. The industry is growing and you can only innovate pens so much, right? Because they're just tubes filled with ink and a pointy end, right? So, yeah. yeah so I feel like what Bennu has done in the last few years is extremely unique and and fun. So can we talk a little bit about where Banu came from in the in the very beginning because I remember several years ago first seeing Banu pens and even then thinking to myself this was even before I started reviewing pens or doing anything online social media wise I'm like wow that pen looks insane it's just crazy and I literally said to myself and other people who are around me a friend of mine named Marcos I was like, look at this pen. Look at these pens online. Whoever made this is smoking something because this is like some Lucy in the sky with diamonds made fountain pen. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us about how you guys started, how you and Alex came together to build the brand? Where where did you guys come from? Did you like pens when you started? You know, give everybody some information Uh, on where Benu. Of course. Alex and me, we actually knew each other for a very long time. Uh, we used to work together on a numerous project uh, in uh, accessories, watches, and uh, pants um, for other companies. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, um, Alex was always responsible for production. I was also responsible for general management stuff and sales. And uh, one day we decided why do it for someone else uh, when we can do it for ourselves. Uh, because we have experience, we have, um, we know what we like, what kind of brand we would like to build. It's crazy, it's uh, bright, it's nothing like uh, you ever seen before. And then we started and uh, try our first designs. Mm, Alex, uh, graduated from St. Petersburg University of Arts, so uh, he uh, had uh, experience with uh, um, antique restoration, with uh, painting restoration, and with jewelry. Mm. And uh, his fondness was always um, accessories, watches, and pants. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we wanted to be since uh, I'm also a big fan of uh, pants, especially fountain pants, we wanted to start with this product and uh, we wanted it to be very... um, I'm trying to find um, the the right comparison. Um, Alex and I are both huge fans of um, uh, Russian antique uh, that came from 19th, uh, 18th century. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, um, in, this, uh, in this period of time, there was um, such a stream in uh, applied um, 
arts where um, masters uh, create something that can be used in everyday life like i don't know sniff boxes mirrors uh, some accessories but they would be also not useful but very beautiful and art, uh, arty and colorful mm-hmm. and uh, we, we both <clears throat> enjoy such approach very very much so we wanted to create a pen that would be not only a writing instrument but something very um very brightful, colorful, and some item of as a conversation starter. Mm. So something that attracts attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Alex uh, started experimenting, experimenting with different design and different colors. And when we uh, saw those bright colors and how people actually rea- react on them, we, we just said, this is it. We want them to be... Uh, as visible as 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 they can, uh, not only be good quality writing instruments, but something like whew, something mm. that momentarily noticed. And I, uh, I would say that certainly has been accomplished with Bennu pads for sure. hundred <laughs> percent, yeah. <laughs> so and uh, after after that, when uh, we market our product and see uh, how how customers respond to them, uh, how they bring smile to uh, everyone's faces, uh, how they make people happy. Uh, it wasn't no return to this, no, no return to any classic design or to any um, classic colors. We, we, we totally knew, we, we knew that we uh, would like to continue the same style and this has been all. That's that's really cool. That's interesting. Let me ask you this. When it came to dealing and inserting the Bennu pens into the fountain pen industry, how, was that challenging? Was that difficult being that your designs were just totally new and something else? Like how did you get the pens into the into the market? Did you start with one retailer? Did you start with the distributor? How did that go? Uh, we, we started with retailers, but retailers uh, look at the pen and say, okay, it's interesting, but maybe next time, because it's too out there. We, we're not sure uh, that uh, this crazy design, you know, phantom pens is a classic item. People want to write something. That's, our clients are doctors, lawyers, uh, teachers, uh, professors. And we can't see they will be using those crazy, crazy <laughs> colors. Maybe, maybe, maybe next time, maybe later. Mm-hmm. So we decided, okay, um, let's start with our online store uh, and try to show those pens ourselves and see if there will be someone interested in such a crazy design. Mm-hmm. And uh, we open our online store and um, one by one, Pens uh, started selling out, and uh, then those who buy it, try it, started posting them online, uh, saying, "Okay, look what a crazy thing I just bought! It's something I never seen before. It's uh, what guys have have you been smoking? It's uh, That's and awesome. uh, then yeah, and then after." 
after a while, when retailers see, okay, even lawyers, doctors, and professors would probably uh, don't afraid those colors and will enjoy using them. Okay, let's try working together. Mm. And this is how everything started. Do you remember who the first retailer was to pick up Banu pens in the U.S.? Um, in the U.S.? Mm, let me see. Not sure. Mm. I think it was Van Ness. 19 the venice uh, yeah you probably right exactly yeah it was one s yeah yeah I re- yeah. Cause, yeah you're right because i remember seeing venue pens on the venice website and thinking this is the only place to get them and yeah, i yeah, couldn't find them right. anywhere else yeah, so I thought it was Van Ness. I'm glad I'm right. I usually am. I'm always right. And then <laughs> <laughs> at what point did you guys get introduced to luxury brands of America? When was that? Uh, the, um, I think it was um, uh, like maybe um, a year before, uh, yeah, uh, after we started uh, working with several uh, retailers mm-hmm. um, and uh, they contacted us and say said that we, we thought you you have a very interesting uh, product and uh, uh, we would be uh, it would be great if we can work together uh, and deliver them to our yes customers and we said great so let's try it we we tried with a small amount first, and um, they got a very good response from from one of uh, the, the trade shows they participated in, mm-hmm. and uh, we were happily working together since then. They, they were very, very supportive and great partners to work with. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, actually, Bryce and Luxury Brands is one of the sponsors of this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank so you very much for that. Yeah, so actually, he's the Bryce is the one who came to me and facilitated this whole interview because there's so much information that I kept asking him for with regard to Banu. He's like, you know what? Why don't you just talk to her directly and stop bothering me? So that's how <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how that went. Do you remember the first model that you introduced to the U.S. market? Uh, I think it was Minima. Which uh, one? Our Minima, Minima pen. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it, it certainly was. Uh, we have a collection of small pens uh, that was uh, designed as a pocket, mm-hmm. uh, pocket pens um, to, to carry everywhere. And uh, it was our first model we started with the uh, entire Beno product line mm-hmm. and uh, so we started selling it, marketing it uh, in the US as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was, was Nima. This is the one that, come, that you could buy a separate little desk stand that looks like a crystal? No, it was our second. It was our second very, very successful collection. Um, it, it, it called Briolette. Briolette, that's yeah, right. That's uh, the one I got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, named after a diamond cut. 
Mm-hmm. Alex is a huge fan of uh, stones. He collects stones, uh, especially very rare minerals. Mm-hmm. And uh, because he has a background as a jeweler, mm-hmm. um, it was his idea to introduce a pen that will be Carter's diamond. There is a special diamond card called Briolet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the pen uh, has this shape of his uh, cube uh, facets mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. bring sp- additional light um, on faces, brighten uh, up pen, and also prevent it from rolling from table because uh, it's always a problem with um, clipless uh, pen. Ma- mm-hmm. Many people enjoy clipless pen, but if there is no clip, nothing will stop it from rolling down from table. But with this, those um, facets, it's actually easily easily uh, accomplished. So mm. pen is fixed on the table. Right. So yeah, uh, this uh, this this was uh, our second second collection. Hmm. That's cool. I like that one. That's actually the first Banu pen I bought. I actually bought that from Goldspot before I started doing my review channel. I got the the Briolette. It's a green and black with some silver dust in it. And I got the stand. Mm-hmm. Always thought it was really cool. Where did the name Banu come from? What What is that? Uh, we, we tried several names. Uh, we very like uh, Phoenix um, Dodd. Um, and uh, the uh, story behind it, and uh, the bird innovate and rebound from ashes every time uh, it dies. And we felt that what happened now with uh, quantum pen and writing instruments is very similar to this bird because, well, we now have tablets, uh, we have smartphones. Mm-hmm. Computers. No, nobody needs pen to write down something. We, we, we can we can just type it. Mm-hmm. But um, the industry, we some kind of reinvented itself uh, when pen become not only writing tool, a necessity, but some kind of accessories and something that bring you joy from the process of writing. Mm-hmm. So we, we like Phoenix, uh, and we wanted to call it Phoenix, but uh, we felt that uh, Phoenix is often used as a brand name for many, many other companies in many different industries. So we wanted it to be Phoenix, but we wanted it to be some something original. Mm-hmm. And Benue is uh, um, the earliest mention of Phoenix in the history of humankind. It's uh, Phoenix. Uh, that's how it was called in the innocent Egypt. So this oh, is are, you're, you're talking about, I'm sorry, you're talking about a phoenix, the, the phoenix, yeah, mythical sorry bird. For pronunciation. Oh, no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, the oldest phoenix everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and this is how we came with Ben and I. Mm. I see. So I'm sorry, I, I think I missed it. So... You wanted to initially name the brand Phoenix, but everybody uses the word Phoenix, even Marvel superheroes with superpowers and stuff like that. So instead of using Phoenix, you used Banu. And Banu means the same thing? 
Yeah, it's a but but it's a, an innocent, more old version of Phoenix. Oh, I didn't know um, that. It's a it's yeah. an Egyptian. I I did a Google search. It's an Egyptian deity linked with sun creation and rebirth. Original yes. inspiration for the Phoenix, uh, that was later developed by Greek mythology. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's what Banu means. I didn't know that. I always wondered. Yes, exactly. Um, we were very happy with the uh, name. It was short. It represents what we wanted uh, in terms of rebels. And um, we felt it suited us. It's strange, as mm -hmm. strange as our pants. <laughs> well, one would say you know, that, you know, you know, with everything going on right now, that the company is basically doing is is doing for its namesake it's it's uh you know you're you're embodying this mission with with basically being reborn and coming from the ashes in a in a different country altogether wow yeah, yes very right. exactly yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we even thought look with alex uh, look we we did exactly what we name our company for mm -hmm. um yeah that's, that's... I hope it's uh, it's the last rebirth because <laughs> we won't need to rebirth again. It's tiring. Right. I it's A after be... the last time that I moved, I was like, I'm never moving again. <laughs> that's yeah, <it. laughs> you know, it's like that, that, that's that's uh, that's us being spoiled, right? Because it's like moving <laughs> moving where you live just because you want a better place. You, like we'll complain all day long. It's like, oh my god, I had to move my couch. This is terrible. Yeah. Ugh, it's you now poor me. But then here you are, you're moving not only your where you live, but you're also moving your company, you're moving employees, you're moving family member members. It's gotta be very difficult. And I and I I can't imagine what you're going through. It's gotta be hard. And I admire that you're able to do this and stay positive. It's just it's incredible. It's a, an incredible display of mental fortitude. And, and strength on both you and Alex. So, you know, our we definitely have your th our thoughts are definitely with you, and everything like that. And we'll do everything we can to help your business and push your message out there, and whatnot. And going back to the production of pens and designing of pens, Schmidt nibs. Why Schmidt? Why not Bach? Why not Yovo? Can you talk to us about that? Oh, of course. Um... We, when we started first started working with Schmidt, we uh, learned that um, uh, actually Schmidt uh, doesn't produ produce uh, the metallic part, but uh, instead uh, all the metallic part from Yovo and Bok, mm -hmm. depending on the model, mm -hmm. then uh, uh, create their own feeder and uh, assemble uh, assemble the nibs. Mm -hmm. And uh, we tried several nibs. Uh, to which we would like to, to choose for our pens, and we find that Schmidt quality, which is part from feeder, part from uh, metal part, uh, the nib itself, uh, are excellent. Mm -hmm. we, we, we're really very very happy with it, mm -hmm. with this combination and with the final product of nibs uh, that Schmidt achieved. Uh, we started working with them and uh, 
with Schmidt and I don't think we are planning to change it in the near future because we are quite happy with uh, with quality. Mm, okay, that's cool. Are you ever going to consider branding, putting the Benu brand on the nibs? Yes, we wanted to do it this year, but with um, it, it requires additional investment and uh, um, I I'm not sure that we will be able to do this this year um, to, to put branding on uh, our needs. Mm -hmm. Maybe next year. When, but we'll certainly at some point. When when that time comes, are you going to come up with a new logo for the brand, uh, the branding of the nibs, or are you just going to use like the Bennu name as it exists and just put that on the nib? What's the plan for that? I think we will use uh, the existing name. Uh, it has uh, the original writing, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the original lettering. Mm -hmm. So we consider it not only the name, but um, the, the way we write it, uh, we consider it our logo as well. Mm -hmm. So when we finally brand our needs, uh, it will be Beno as it is now on our packaging and uh, our uh, product exactly the same. Uh, the same logo. Mm, okay, that's cool. Now, when it comes to yeah. the logo that I'm looking at, Bennu Pens and Accessories, I'm looking at the font. And the font has a very Art Deco style to it. Mm -hmm. It actually is Art Deco. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it's a very, it's a, it's a real contrast between the design of the pens that you actually have, which is very different from Art Deco, yet the branding lettering is is art deco what's the what's mm -hmm. the correlation with that why do you have and i'm not criticizing i like the brand logo mm -hmm. why do you use art deco and then to represent the brand and then design pens that are just nothing related to art deco mm -hmm. uh, why exactly art deco uh, uh i need to ask alex uh, because he was uh, the one who created the design yeah, of our logo, but mm -hmm. I know for sure that we wanted our logo to be um, maybe not classical, but uh, clean uh, and very, um, very simple, I would say, mm -hmm. very, mm -hmm. uh, if you look at uh, our website, for example, we try to use clear uh, colors and uh, white colors and um, classic letters and uh, so everything from packaging, uh, logo, uh, website, everything that surrounds, surrounds uh, the, the, the product itself will be contrasted uh, with uh, our crazy design and not draw <laughs> attention from, mm -hmm. from our colorful pens. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the idea. We will continue doing everything very simple, uh, clear, um, style so they would not uh, draw any attention from our crazy colorful designs. Mm, I see. So you basically want the pen to speak for itself so you went with a simplicity in design that won't detract from the actual pen designs with the logo and whatnot. I think that makes... Exactly. I think that makes absolute sense. And... I know that Alex is not there with you right now, so it's going to be hard to speak for him. But as best as you can, 
when it comes to ideas, when it comes to designing and stuff like that, where does he come up with the crazy things? Like there's a new pen coming out. I don't think it came out yet. It's the four leaf clover and the dream bean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this one is particularly mm-hmm. clever. I love the four leaf closer clover because my favorite color is green. Mm-hmm. The one I want to talk about is the dream beans. So for everybody that doesn't know, from what I understand, the African dream beans are a bean that causes semi psychedelic effects on people who consume mm-hmm. the bean, right? Mm-hmm. So basically what you guys, what you crazy folks at Benu did was you took these dream beans and you grind it up and you put it into the dream bean pen, right? Where do ideas like that come from? Like, how did you even discover the dream bean? And then what compels you to grind stuff up and put it into your pens? Like, you just recently released the Shooting Star with Gold Spot, and you guys decide to grind up meteors and put that into pens. Where do these ideas come from? Um, well, um, most of the ideas for general design uh, of our pants uh, came from Alex's uh, experience, professional experience and uh, his education. As I said, uh, he used to work with jewelry, uh, with antique, uh, with um, applied art. So uh, most of the um, designs came either from uh, hobbies like the one I mentioned of collecting the stones. This is how um, uh, how uh, Briolette uh, design was born, or from um, jewelry experience, or from uh, applied experience, and so on. But with Talisman collection, it was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, received a few emails, and uh, it was. Um, some kind of surreal in French that several people mentioned that our pants are uh, very beloved and they even attract, uh, bring them luck. Mm. And uh, we discussed that um, uh, it, it was uh, just a few emails, not, but they were very not in a very distant uh, period of time from each other. But we discussed how um, it's interesting that some personal items uh, might be considered as a lucky charm for many people and how many people have their favorite pants not only Benu but uh, many other pants that they consider lucky and bring to uh, let's say final university exam or in a, in a final business meeting to uh, bring them luck mm-hmm. and uh, Alex said okay it's such an interesting thing because um, personal items that bring good luck has such a great and rich history in different countries and many other uh, things considered lucky like four leaves clover or um, dream being that was used as uh, not only uh, for smoking and communication and uh, communicating the spiritual world and uh, um, evoking lucid dreams, but also as talisman in so many regions like Madagascar and Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's create a collection of pens and tell story about those lucky charm items and um, different sub- substances that were used to give 
the honor, comfort, and uh, maybe maybe bring some luck. Mm. So all all the items that uh, we use in talisman uh, collection have those history of being considered either lucky or magical. Uh, for example, mandragora or mandrake. Uh, was used in the Middle Age uh, as a, as a substance of uh, portions and uh, part of talismans to give uh, people control over their lives, to bring prosperity, sexuality, everything that the only desires. Um, dragon blood was uh, used in the Middle Age again to uh, protect owners, to bring warriors uh, in vulnerability, to strengthen someone's uh, arms and uh, weapons, and so on, so on. So mm -hmm. if you look at our talisman collection, each, each uh, pen devoted to those magical things that has very interesting, intriguing, uh, rich history of using in different countries and regions. Mm -hmm. And when we started our collection, uh, we, we thought let's make it more fun and add a piece of some substance to this, the material to make it more artificial-like. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, we just research um, in what countries and in what culture um, people have interesting artifacts, interesting talismans to... Um, to use uh, in our pens. Mm. Yeah, there's so many of them throughout history that you could go on for quite a while to develop all sorts of different themes and uh, and, and various uh, items like the like the dream bean. I I actually thought initially when I saw pictures of the dream bean that you were talking about coffee because that's huh. my dream bean. <laughs> it's it's mm -hmm. what it's what I use every day just to kind of keep going so that's a, but you know but it's a, it's very interesting to learn about all the various uh cultures and also in history to see what it was that you know the items or the or the various things that have elevated beyond just their normal physical properties and into the uh like the metaphysical and the and and like the mythological uh, mythological mm -hmm. uh, realm too i think it's very clever to do that now I did say earlier that like the dream bean has psychedelic effects and let me just clarify I was being sarcastic and facetious as I always am the dream <laughs> bean does not have any psychedelic effects and it is not a narcotic it's not a drug it's not an illicit substance either you can google it it's also called the African dream seed but it does promote vivid dreams and experiences that people have spoken about it's similar to I guess what you would find in like alpha brain or some kind of like nootropics and stuff like that so they're not just so everybody listening understands they're not taking like heroin and putting it into a pen but i do have like <laughs> i mean i'm sure you guys have lines like you're not going to come out with like a viagra pen right because then you're going to have like a, a line of dudes desperate dudes swallowing their pens choking on it it's just going to lead to all kinds of problems right well, we we have some kind of innocent Viagra pen. It's Mandragora because it was used in the middle uh, century just to, to, for for increase some one sexuality. So yeah, we have 
<laughs> oh my goodness, you're going to have dudes ordering pens and swallowing them. <laughs> no, just right with that. <laughs> we don't promise results, but who knows? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's fantastic. And so when it comes to these pens that are coming out coming out soon, when when can we expect I can't find the page, but I had a page up from luxury brands with oh there we go. With the four leaf clover and dream peen dream dream peen dream pen. Dream bean pen. Oh my gosh. So that's gonna be that's gonna be July third. Where are we in terms of production of this pen? Is it fully produced and ready to go or is it still in the works? It's still in the works. Mm -hmm. Still on the works. Uh, I think we need uh, a couple of weeks to uh, start shipping them out mm -hmm. to, to to retailers. Um, the, the greatest challenges were uh, to find uh, enough uh, four leaf clovers, but um, I believe we managed uh, to find enough uh, enough uh, to produce pens. So well, yeah. In a couple of weeks, they will be ready to go to details. How do you find that many four-leaf clovers? Because my entire life, I've always grown up thinking, if you find a four-leaf <laughs> clover, it's good luck. So every time I find a clover, it's always three. Never found a four-leaf clover. And then here you guys are making pens out of them all. Then you're the reason why I couldn't find them as a kid. How did you find so many four-leaf clovers? Is it that easy to find? What's the story? Of course not. Uh, we, we find a company in South Korea that grow uh, clover and then select um, um, uh, four-leaf four uh, plants and uh, sell, sell them in bunch. Oh, so, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's less romantic <laughs> if you were picking it up. Right, that's got to be a uh, lot also, of time. Also, yes, yeah. Also, yesterday, Alex uh, found two clovers, uh, four-leaf four clovers uh, in mountain where we were hiking. Uh, so maybe, maybe we will be find more in the future and use it for our plants as well here mm -hmm. in Armenia. That's cool. Now, so I'm just I'm just curious, and you don't have to answer this. And if you don't want to, I you know, okay. of course you don't have to answer this. But you and Alex. Is your is your and this might not be our business, but everybody's going to wonder: Are you guys just friends? Are you married? Like, what's the story between you and Alex? We are friends and uh, business partners. Uh, we, we're not uh, we're not married. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not uh, family, but it, sometimes it feel like mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we very often uh, joke that we are family and uh, our company and our team. Are, looks looks and feels like our kids mm. uh but yeah we're business partners and uh, very very good friends mm. uh, i see is this is yeah. this going to turn into a romance novel or a movie later uh you know, possible <laughs> maybe or? into movie i i hope not in a scary one uh. <laughs> so all our moving and so on but it's definitely we were very close to each other and they very happy to have Alex as my friend and my business partner. Oh, I see. Okay, and and you guys, you, it's not a romantic. It's just good friends. You guys don't. Uh, you're not like dating or anything like that. No, no, we're friends. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool because yeah. that's always got to be a 
can you imagine, Tom, if you worked with your wife or if your wife was your boss? <laughs> Forget about it. Oh, I it. have. I have before. <laughs> oh, yeah? Actually, actually, I worked with her. I worked with her yesterday. We were volunteering at the snack stand for soccer for at least like two or three hours. And we actually met while we were working. Oh. So like we met Ooh. back we worked at the same place and that's how we that's how we came to know each other and mm-hmm. we just I, I it's part of the reason why I think we get along so well is that we we had that initial capacity to be able to work well together and not to drive each other crazy mm-hmm. you know just right off the bat so it was a that, that and at any time that we do get a chance to work together like we we go into it and we're you know we enjoy it so yeah well, it's, it's wonderful, and uh, I think it's quite rare because, uh, well, it's family is family, and uh, when, uh, when we, besides relationship, uh, love and relationship, you can work together, I think it's extraordinary, and it's, I'm really, really uh, happy for you because, well, it's rare. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's tough because, like, you, you know, you do want to be able to, like, have the family and the work kind of separated but i just find mm-hmm. that a lot of times like even just being in a family and the, the you know tending after the family and the relationships is also work as well like it's something you have to constantly maintain every day so mm. yeah i i just ever since i established the penboy roy pentertainment studios llc what i notice is you know my wife obviously she's a big part of my life she you know she yells at me when I do stupid things. So she's like... Which is all the time. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> because she's like constantly telling me like not to spend money frivolously. Just because there's money in the entertainment account, that doesn't mean you can go and buy everything that you want and everything like that. So she's on top of me with that. And then I realized if I ever like have a business that's generating money, which the entertainment Studios is... She's not my business partner. She's kind of like the boss. And then that goes for <laughs> everything because if it weren't the case, I would have a lot of fun stuff, but I wouldn't have a home that I actually own. But because of her, I actually own a home <laughs> instead of stacks of video games and fountain pens and and fish keeping equipment and stuff and like fish. that. Yeah, I was going to say fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have so. a question. I have a question for you, Roy. And this comes to this comes into with spending. How quick would it take you to purchase a a Bennu fountain pen and its matching watch? Oh, if there was a Bennu pen, a watch, I would definitely, definitely. It would, yeah. Like how how immediate how immediate of a buy would that be for you if there was like a Bennu pen that had the same like matching watch that you could buy together? That would have to happen instantly. That would be so quick, and then I would, I would just. That's an idea. Yeah, I would just accept the fact that I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm like, I'm like, my wife's gonna be so pissed, but it is what it is, right? Like, can't do anything about this one. It's just gonna happen. So there is. And it that. was like somehow, somehow you'd be able to infuse fish in it, like as like a good luck, like like koi is considered to be good luck, <laughs> right? But like it wouldn't smell like fish. Don't, listen, listen, don't say shit like that because these people at Banu they're crazy. They're gonna take goldfish and start grinding them up and putting them into the pens. All right? <laughs> oh no, poor goldfish! <laughs> we will find something, right. something less, let's cruel. I think. Where do you I draw the line? Idea. 
hamster hamster banu pens. It's like it's going to be a bloodbath. You know, you got to you got to keep those ideas to yourself because they'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's it's really um, an interesting story where you guys came from and and whatnot. What what? Let me ask you. What kind of what kind of pens do you guys like other than Banu pens, Kate? Like if you had, do you have your own personal collection of pens that aren't Banu pens or is everything that you have Banu? What, tell me about your fountain pen collection background. Oh, it's a complicated question. I'm very biased. Um, the, most of my pens are Banu pens or the pens that Alex made specifically for me. Oh, that's uh, nice. Hand painted, uh, yeah, hand painted pens. pens. So um, at the moment I don't use any, uh, but um, uh, I really like uh, Sailor pens. I like um, uh, Visconti pens. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I like... Um, mm, um, Montegrappa pens, uh, uh, well, uh, each brand has uh, something unique to, to offer and if they are looking at the producers, uh, I might say uh, that uh, I enjoy um, one or two or several models from all from almost any producers. Mm. Um, I, uh, I really, I, I don't have Leonardo pens, but I really like them. Um, How come you don't have Leonardo pens? Are they just not accessible? You just haven't had the time. What's what's the reason you don't um, have any of those? I think I think a little a, a little bit both, mm -hmm. and um, maybe maybe because um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I need I need to try uh, try them out. I. I I really like uh, the design. They differ from from ours, but they're very, uh, very elegant. And um, I, I think I might might uh, want to try try them out. Um, I we were planning to visit Italy this year. Mm -hmm. We thought to go there uh, in um, May, uh, and I thought to to, to, to visit a store and. Um, check their, their product line, but well, because of the move and everything, uh, uh, our trip was cancelled, but when uh, I, I go there, I will definitely check uh, their store and um, maybe maybe buy it for myself. Or why don't, why don't you just talk to me and Tom and then maybe we can work on getting one over to you through Bryce, just have sure. Bryce mail it to you, so you know, you just check out sure. the Gold Spot Pens website and then we'll work it out. You know, just as oh, I thought it'd be lovely. Yeah, just, yeah, just so. let me know. Yeah. Let me know what what kind of nib size do you like to usually write with? B B broad or uh, extra B B B B. Oh, okay, broad. We'll, broad. we'll work something out. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely do Thank that. You. you know, if you like what? broad or double broad, you should write with any fine point Montblanc out there because oh, Mont, okay. Montblanc fine points are like. Are like dull lipsticks. That's how broad they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly like I love it. Yeah, I lo love broad nibs. Yeah, the broad is the better for me. Nice. What do you do? You, what do you think of Mont Blanc? Do you like Mont Blanc? Um. Yes, I I I like them, but I would 
probably not uh, um, not use it by myself. It's too classical for my taste. Mm, Maybe uh, I was spoiled and distorted by, by our own design, but uh, usually I prefer the, the pants of bright colors. Um, and um, um, oh, it's a classic, beautiful pen, uh, mm -hmm. and it's just not the one I, I would probably use every day. Mm. Once I again, I, you know, I have some crazy taste in pants, uh, and uh, after after banning in my arms, Montblanc would be. I'm trying to find the right word. Too classical. <laughs> too too conservative. Too conservative. Too conservative. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. This is correct. Fair enough. Yeah. So before we go, I want to. I, I think this is a great episode for people to be updated in regard to what's going on with Banu, because the last anybody has actually heard from Banu was March second of two thousand twenty-two, and that was at the beginning of this year. And everything else came from trickling information from myself, from other pen retailers, and they kind of get information from Bryce and whatnot. And looking at the Instagram page for Banu, I do understand that, that you guys were busy and there were some challenges with regard to social media. Are you going to plan to start posting some updates on your own Banu pen Instagram and social media? Because you guys, you do have 22,000 plus followers, and I think that maybe people would like to hear from you directly and stuff like that, other than this uh, podcast, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we, we would love to do so. And uh, um, as I explained uh, how important and exciting for us to communicate directly with those who uh, use and enjoy our pants, uh, and this is why we're so looking forward to open our online store. And social media and our posting over there is also this part of direct communication. Mm -hmm. So we will resume it as soon as possible. Um, most likely, we will open our online store tomorrow. That uh, I don't know when uh, this podcast will be broadcasted, but tomorrow will be 7th uh, of May. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow or maybe uh, the day after tomorrow, we, we still need some some tweaking to do and as soon as we open our online store we move our attention to um, uh, sorry not 7 7th of may i'm still i'm still uh 7 of july of right. course uh, so yeah so wait sorry, june sorry, or that. july uh, june june, june. Okay. 7 of june so that's tomorrow yeah, this will uh, be up today this episode's yeah. going to be up today so tomorrow cuz i'm looking at the benupen.com website and it says sorry our online store is temporarily closed until further notice but you're telling me right now that this is going to be this is going to be corrected by tomorrow or the day after that which is really cool yeah that's really awesome yeah. it's, it, it is cool yeah. we're very very uh, much looking forward to it. So, and as soon as we open, we will start posting again uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, mm -hmm. and communicate directly and um, post our news. We will restart our newsletter and uh, hopefully come back to normal by posting regularly. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I'm looking nice. forward to that. Who's Daisy? Daisy is messaging me on my uh, Instagram. <laughs> it's a part of our team. Oh, okay. Cool.
cool. <laughs> Say yeah. hi from us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because she, she, yeah, she's living in uh, in the UK, so we can take online. Oh, okay. That's cool. So she's uh, everybody. Daisy is safe and stuff. So I don't know if Daisy is listening, but Daisy, if you're listening, what's up? I got your messages. Thank you. I uh, very much appreciate that. <laughs> Tom, what do you got? Anything? Oh, no. I just actually want to ask Kate just one more question is wh which Bennu pen is your favorite or which one that you're writing with today? Uh, well, uh, it's, it's difficult because every time uh, Alex came up with a new idea of pen or. Um, yeah, when a new pen uh, launched, produced, uh, it's, it instantly became my favorite. Uh, so uh, uh, today I'm, uh, I'm writing with a uh, custom-made pen that Alex uh, made for me uh, two years ago. It was um, uh, hand-painted with uh, stars uh, in the same technique as our painting uh, pens um, are made. And uh, right now, my most favorite uh, uh, polish clover, and uh, another pen that we are about to launch uh, in next week or maybe next ten days. Uh, it will be a very very limited edition of hundred pens only. It will be available from our uh, store. Uh, those pens also hand painted uh, with gold paint, white and nice. yellow. And uh, uh, the pen is devoted to, called Le Petit Prince, devoted to the uh, namesake uh, tale of by Saint Exupery. And it has a um, uh, hand painted silhouette of Little Prince and uh, his small friend Fox. Uh, on barrel and each pen will be numbered will have their own serial number uh, hand painted by uh, white gold paint uh, on barrel of the pen and so far our Alex's latest creation of course this pen is my most favorite <laughs> what awesome. uh, really quick I noticed that all the pens are either are just cartridge converters. Do you, is there any plans for piston fillers or or internal filling mechanisms in the future? We'd love to have uh, we'd love to have such a mechanism in the future, of course. Uh, but uh, I don't think we will be able to uh, introduce uh, them this year. Maybe next year. We need to to, uh, to see how to create this construction uh, construction and. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe next year. Yeah. I see. And are you allowed to? I know that there's like secret recipes and stuff like that. But the plastic that's used in the Benu pens, what kind of material is that? What kind of resin do you guys use? Is it polymethyl methacrylate? Is it's not acrylic? Can we touch on it's that? It's acrylic. At all? It's it's acrylic. It's acrylic resin. Mm -hmm. And we we cho chosen this material because it's very uh, versatile and very uh, it allow uh, cr those creative colors uh, and, uh, and also using additional glitters and foil uh, and um, if um, we use plastic it won't allow us to uh, to make such colorful crazy design. 
um, mm. because of its properties. So yeah, this is acrylic resin. We produce it ourselves in our own facility. We produce it from scratch. We mm. don't buy it from other company. Uh, we don't sell it to any other company. So those uh, material will be only available uh, in our pens. I see. And what what is the mechanism or technique that you guys use to make these interesting facets? Is it in like if it's acrylic, it can't be injection molded. How is these pens fabricated? Uh, it was um, uh, molded and then uh, uh, how to say uh, molded and then uh, it is additional operation on uh, uh, CNC machine. CNC. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I see. Let so let me just check how how, how better to explain it. Um, so it's it's got it's it seems to me it has a separate or a distinct process relative uh, to standard. <laughs> yeah, sorry for not explaining this well. Um, sorry, uh, Alex would be the right guy to to address mm -hmm. uh, the, the details. Uh, of how they produced. Mm, I see. Okay, so maybe next time we'll, we could talk about those yeah. details and stuff like that. But for now, mm -hmm. I think the message that I wanted to get out to everybody is that you guys are, you're over the hump. And what that means in American idioms is like, I don't know how to explain it. Tom, go, go for it. You're the literary guy. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna decide to start going off and then just say, Tom, help me explain the. Yes. But let's just say let's just say the the story of Bennu so far is is that they're in the process of rebirth, and you know, hopefully, we're hoping the best for them. That you know, from here on, you know, that the that uh, you grow and prosper in Armenia, and that uh, you know, and that and that you can continue to uh, delight us as the. Uh, as the greater pen community with awesome, beautiful, sparkling pens and possibly watches mm -hmm. um, and, other, <laughs> and other lifestyle accessories and items that uh, you and Alex can dream of. And, uh, you know, that's and, and that uh, it will continue in the future mm -hmm. with uh, with great, you know, fortune and prosperity. Yeah. Thank you I so much, Tom. It, it means a lot. And uh, it's just, thank you. Thank you for uh, supporting us and for telling this to us, it's, it's important to hear it. Um, we definitely will do our best to continue uh, expand our product line, to introduce new pens, and to, uh, to uh, invent some other crazy colors and mm -hmm. crazy accessories. Yeah. Um, if you, and as of right now, is it mm -hmm. safe to say that in spite of all the challenges that Banu has experienced in the last year, that Banu is moving forward and is not going anywhere? Absolutely. Okay, excellent. Right now, yeah. yeah. Okay. Banu now became an Armenian brand. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, we are at the point when we are, I, I, I can say, we are, we are safe. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we are not going anywhere. We will continue to to uh, introduce new collections, new pants, and uh, we will certainly do it this year, and hopefully many other years to come. That's excellent. Is there anything that you would like to tell people 
directly from you. Is there anything that you want to say to my listeners and the Fountain Pen community? Uh, of course, what uh, um, I wanted to say, um, a huge thank you from Alex, from me, from our entire team, because uh, we, we didn't expect such support, such um, care, such, uh, so, so we received so many uh, messages uh, asking how we can help you, stay strong, everything will be all right, and um, it really, it really means mean so much to us. It actually what gave us strength to move forward, to not to give up, and to continue to do what we're doing and uh, what we love. Thank you so much for, for for every every kind word, for every supportive email. Um, we, we we honestly couldn't do it without without all you've been there for us. Thank you. Well, I think that's a, a beautiful message to my listeners, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And having said that, I think it's about that time to sign off. I got a lot of studying to do, and Tom has to has work to do, and I'm sure it's almost close to bedtime for you, Kate. And uh, <laughs> before we sign off, though, Tom and I want to say thank you very much for being thank on you, the Kate. show. Yeah, and it is a very special episode for us, too, because we were concerned we're so happy that everything is moving in the right direction for you. I can speak on behalf of my listeners and our fan base and the Fountain Pen community that we are more than happy that you guys are doing well and that Banu is not going anywhere. So having said that. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Tom. It was really, really nice uh, of you to invite me. It was my, my great pleasure to talk to you both and... Uh, thank you again for, for doing this, for, oh, us, for supporting us like mm -hmm. this. Absolutely. And we look forward to speaking to you again in the future. We look forward to hearing from Alex as well. And having said that, everybody, thank you for joining us for this very special episode with Kate, whose last name is we're not even going to try to pronounce because it's <laughs> really hard, <laughs> from Benu Pens. Thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky. Stay inky.